boom and here we are we're back hopefully this episode is all goes better than the last episode as far as audio goes the last um, two well i guess last I guess, two yeah we postponed so exactly exactly we have been recording for two weeks um it's just the podcasts have not been coming out for two weeks because week one uh microphone issues audio issues i can't hear people can't hear me it's it's all kinds of stuff and then last week my internet for whatever reason decides to just start running slow slower than normal all right i have bad internet but this one's just running slower than normal and everything amanda was saying to me as i was recording was doubled up and I know people don't want to hear yes, 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 yes the whole time. You know, so it's like a like you're skipping a CD. I don't know if people know what a CD is. But you always want to hear more of me though. So I feel like it could have worked. For sure. You know what? You're (laughs) absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I haven't quite deleted it. So I can go back and make the necessary changes or whatnot. It's like, you know, she is the the supreme overlord of liberty. Yeah. So we've um, established that. As we established that the last episode that you guys aren't going to hear. So I'm sorry, but welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord. If you guys don't know, I'm one of the hosts here on this lovely podcast, Maurice. And across from me via a new streaming platform, again, this is a third time to charm, um, is Amanda out there in the People's Republic of California. How is it going, Amanda? Uh, your recall numbers for Gavin with the good hair are looking pretty, uh, pretty good for us and bad for Gavin's good hair. Although I would vote for Gavin's good hair, actually. that's I would write that in. Um, in fact, maybe we could do a unity ticket and have him running with uh, Rick Perry's good hair. Oh, um, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm 100%. Governor good hair with Governor good hair. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. President, vice president of the good hair club. I would support that, but but no, uh, it's in in terms of that. It, it's interesting because people are talking a lot about uh, the recall and what the prospects are. So new polls are coming out showing more support for recalling. Um, that so it's about fifty percent support the recall. About forty three percent are against the recall, which is outside the margin of error. Nobody knows, however, whether the fact that there's it's mail-in voting is going to complicate that somewhat. Although you still have to put in a lot of, it, you know, people laugh, but for millennials especially, it takes effort to mail a ballot. It's this yes, weird it executive functioning hang-up where you're just like, yeah, but it's the mailbox is over there, and it's a whole thing, and yep. yeah. So who knows? I I I uh and personal story we were i was hanging out with some friends the other day and we, we were um it was is a list like five things that you they had to guess whether you like it or don't like it yeah. and the very first one was like was like u.s postage <laughs> and of course most people don't truly know like like my politics except for my wife and she was there she goes i already know how he feels about that and i'm sitting the thing and like i mean i don't mail things anymore like i, I mean i try to use as little postal service from the from the united states postal postal service as much as possible i try to use fedex and ups and all them because one i mean they're a lot more efficient but um it's just funny everybody was like you don't like postages like really i was like nope sure don't don't understand why i gotta why, why i'm being forced to subsidize somebody 
and then I have to pay them to send something again. Like I'm already paying you. Doesn't it, make sense. It's going insolvent anyhow. It it, it truly yes. is. And and they're you know they typically get paid less than the uh, than the private postal worker. No, mm-hmm. one one time I was very frustrated with a private postal service chatbot, and since it was a chatbot, I knew nobody's feelings were going to get hurt. And what I wrote was, "This is as bad as USPS." And yeah, just closed it out. <laughs> like you guys are done. You guys. Yeah. Are done. Yeah. So, but I know you guys don't want to hear us um, rant about the U- United States Postal Service. And um, what was the guy's name? He took on the United States Postal Service. Oh man! In like the eighteen hundreds. Oh. Um, it'll it it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. He he wrote a few books or whatnot. He was like the 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 ANCAP of all ANCAPs. Oh, that's great. Um, I feel like his name started with L. Uh. Lysander Spooner. Oh, okay. That's his name. Yes, 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 yes. He tried to create his own postal service and got shut down. I, I, I th- don't quote me, but I think that's what happened um, with him, like, like, and part of his life. And I was like, yes. So, um, but we could talk about Lysander Spooner another time. We have a juicy, juicy, juicy topic. Yeah. That many of you, I assure, many of you probably heard about this and you forgot about it, partly because it was drowned out with the whole, with the whole the whole George Floyd situation. Cause I believe they happened on the same day. Same day. Yeah. So um, one lady went viral in the morning and then George Floyd for different circumstances, same, but different circumstances, honestly um, went viral for, for, for that police officer being on his net for over eight minutes and, and so forth. But they call her central park. Karen. Yeah. Um, her real name is Amy Cooper. Or whatnot, um, Amanda. Tell us about what happened. So what happened was really, really, there were two Karens. I think there were two Karens in this there story. Def- there are definitely two Karens. Two Karens. <laughs> two Karens. For sure. uh, and their last names are both Cooper. Um, Go but figure. Yeah, there was a woman uh, named Amy Cooper who is, and I'm, I'm sure people's memories are getting jogged now. She's walking her dog in Central Park, and her dog was off leash uh, in an area where the dog was dogs were not supposed to be off leash. And there is a viral video uh, of a man asking her, or I don't even know if, if in the viral video he asks her to leash the dog, but he, he subsequently posted on Facebook that he had asked her to leash the dog. And she had said something like, uh, it's, uh, he needs exercise or, it's, it, or something like that. And then he said, and again, this is all by his account. So this is before the tape is rolling. Uh, he said, or the camera's rolling. He says, well, if you're going to do what you want to do, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you're not going to like it. And again, by his own account, he then pulls out dog, dog treats, says, come here, puppy. And then the camera starts rolling when she is trying to pull the dog back. Um, and uh, she ends up saying, you know, she, she starts to approach him. He says, please don't come close to me. She then says, I'm going to call the police. He says, please call the police. She says, I'm going to tell them there's an African, man, uh, sorry, African-American man threatening my life. She gets on the phone and she repeats something similar to that three times. First, she says, there's an, I'm in the ramble, it's the area. There's an African man, African American man. Don't know why I have such trouble with that. African American man threatening my life. Uh, please send help. She says again. There's an African American man in the ramble 
send help. And then she finally says, I'm in the ramble. I'm being threatened by a man. Come immediately or something. Once she leashes the dog, he says, thank you. And the camera shuts off. Yeah. So if, if any of you guys want to actually watch the video, we will link um, uh, the, the video in the show notes, because we're doing this whole new thing. I'm pretty sure my sound is not going to work and I'm not trying to jack up any audio more than <laughs> what it already is. So, but, but we will link it. The, the video is only like 40 seconds or so. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember hearing about this, I was on Instagram and just kind of scrolling and somebody, and somebody had posted it and, and it, it it went to the feed of another. Here's another example of of a white privilege, a white lady calling the cops on a black man and and so forth. And it was for me quite alarming. And so I'm like, she's really going to call the cops on this on this guy for reasons I didn't know, because you don't you don't really know in the video. You don't know why she's saying she's calling the cops like she's feeling threatened. And then I'm like. She's feeling threatened, but she's continuing to walk towards the guy like that. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, if if I'm threatened by somebody, one, I, I remove myself from the situation. I, I don't continue to move forward or whatever the case may be, probably because I, I teach myself to de-escalate a lot of situations because of because of who I am. I understand like I'm kind of a bigger black male. I come across as intimidating. Right. I, and and. and that it is what it is. My voice is typically deeper than most people. And I scare people, but just by talking to them, they're like, oh, my voice, you scared me. Like, I'm sorry. You know, so I get that. And I, and I understand that. So I would not have walked towards somebody. But on in the first 40 seconds, I'm like, OK, yeah, like she's she's nuts. Like, this is crazy. And then during all this, of course, you have all of the covid everybody because it's happened in May. Everybody's been locked in their homes for roughly six to eight weeks. And people are just trying to get out and so forth. And then every, you know, crap hits the fan. And this huge thing that he recorded, and I assume based off of uh, the podcast that we listened to as far as the recap, um, that he sent it to his sister and his sister posted it on Twitter and then you all know what happens in the, mm-hmm. cess- the cesspool of Twitter. Things go viral and they go crazy. And I want to say she said within within two hours that her phone started blowing up and people started calling her and harassing her because she was racist. And she said that she was going to call the cops on a man who is African-American and is threatening her. And she'd been doxxed. So someone had found yes. her name and her phone number and her place of work, which subsequently dismissed her. Um, and a new podcast has since come out. It's honestly with, Bar- uh, with Barry Weiss, um, and Camille Foster has done a report on, he's, he's sort of revisited, uh, the incident. He did request to interview Christian Cooper, who was the man filming as well. Um, he either declined or did not get back to Camille. I forget which one it was. Uh, but he does speak with Amy Cooper and, uh, it's, for me, it was, enlightening um my for my reaction I, i'd like to hear your you you gave a little bit of your of your reaction but i mm. think you were more open than i was initially to this not quite being the whole story which is humbling mm. because i pride myself on being a skeptic 
Um, but when I saw this, you know, it, it seemed pretty cut and dry. There was this woman who was hysterical and I can, under, I could understand if she's, uh, you know, if she's saying African-American man in a police report, but sh- the fact that she specifically said, I'm going to call the police and tell them there's an African-American man that sounded like some kind of threat, like, because you are black. Right. You, you, I'm, I'm either going to make this phone call or you're going to be in more trouble because right. because you're black. Um, and she she did seem to be overreacting by my account. I didn't I didn't really think about uh, about the before or after, which, again, I typically do. And I I had heard that Camille was going to do this report. I'm a big fan of Camille Foster. And so when I heard him say that he was looking into this and that he had done this investigation, it was going to be on the on Barry Weiss's podcast. I thought, okay, fine, great, but I don't see how you're going to get around a lot of what's on that tape. I don't really see how you can vindicate this woman. Um, and it, it to me, it's there's a lot that I've changed my mind about with respect to this recording although I still have um I still have at least one reservation with with regard to her reaction I think you and I can get into that but I'd like to hear how how your thought process went so so from when I I I had never known the full story from start to finish and so when 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 you actually messaged me and said hey like you should check this podcast out like I'm like all right, like I'll check it out for sure. Not a problem at all. And, and when I, I I will say, so like looking back, I had probably just like thought to myself, both of these people are crazy. (laughs) Um, this is, this got blown way out of proportion and like, I'm not going to waste my time with this. Um, partly because at, at that point I didn't, I, I, I don't, let me, see, let me rephrase. I mean, at at that point in time, I didn't really care about mob rule because I thought the mob was crazy. Yeah. And so, and 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 I think like, at and at at that point, I was thinking, if if I show that that people that that the mob is crazy, then nobody's going to believe the mob, and that was huge, 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 huge ignorance on my part, um, because it's one of those things of like we forget that things in cases actually change two mm-hmm. months at two months after the fact, but the mob doesn't realize that. And right. they, 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 they actually, they, they talk about this on the podcast. And even for me, I'm like, you know what, maybe you should have put a little bit more thought into how you address a situation like this, because now it's, it's, it's over a year ago. And people still don't know what actually transpired. I would say maybe five minutes before that video recording and the next seven, seven minutes after the recording, Yeah, you know, and, and it it really puts things, it puts things into context and listening to this, to, to the podcast and even listening to, I would say roughly four different perspectives because there, there's the host of the of the Honesty podcast. Then there's Camille Foster, and then there's Amy Cooper, who's who's on there. And then there's another journalist who gets interviewed 
during during all of this and and he speaks very briefly in that and so hearing all of those i'm like you know what like understanding that if it took a year for all this stuff to come out and for people to truly like try to get a full picture then and these are people who who i would respect in their thought um camille foster i definitely respect him and 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 how he goes through something and looks through something very objectively trying to get to what is actual truth. And if, if it's taken him a year to, I'm, I'm, I'm well, the, the podcast came out a year later, but I'm, yeah. he probably w- went, went a little deeper in it, but for, for, for that to happen and he's doing this process, I guarantee most of America doesn't even know what actually transpired. Most people in America don't even know that Christian Cooper actually made a Facebook post explaining everything and how it went down. See, I, I did see the Facebook post, but you're right that the Facebook post was not widely reported on initially, um, partly because there are some components of it that implicate him to a certain extent. Um, he does say something that could be perceived as a threat, which is I'm going to do what I want to do and you're not going to like mm-hmm. it. Um, and he talks about like pulling out dog treats. He doesn't have a dog. And he, he says in the Facebook post that he like carries around dog treats and he does this with people who have their dog off leash, um, that he'll, he'll start trying to feed the dog treats and then the owner will, will then leash them. That was one of the parts that I, when I immediately read it, even though I was much more sympathetic to him than I was to Amy Cooper, that was one thing that I read and I was like, that's a little weird. Like you don't have a dog and you're carrying around dog treats. Yeah. Just like, I mean, okay, I guess from another perspective, it's creative, but the fact that that's something that you sort of, I, I, I carry these dog treats around for precisely such, and I forget the word that he used. It wasn't insolence, but it was, it was like insolence. Um, right. And you know, it, it seemed that part seemed a little much for those who have not, uh, listen to this episode of honestly which is a fantastic episode both fantastic hosts and guests some of the things that we know now that we didn't know before first of all is that and and again all of these compound right one of these factors in isolation i would say okay so what when they compound on one another you do start or at least i started to shift my perspective the first is that uh amy cooper had been in an area prior where dogs were allowed off leash and her dog just kind of ran into this ramble. Again, this is all her account. She could be lying, but this is what she says. Um, It ran into this area. When, when Christian Cooper first confronted her, she says that his voice was very deep. It was not like the voice on the recording, which is incredibly meek and incredibly frightened. Um, In fact, she says that one of the things that startled her most was the fact that once, once the camera came out, he shifted his tone palpably Mm -hmm. and she said that was really scary to her she also says she has a history of sexual assault um and she doesn't go into detail but she says that the 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 circumstances of the encounter kind of brought her back into that time and i know that you don't have to be going through a full immersion flashbacks flashback to kind of regress into a thinking pattern that you experience during an initial trauma. You sort of start reacting without being fully present in the now, which accounts for some of the hysteria and some of the overreaction. Like there is a man threatening my life. There's a man threatening my life. One of the big things is that we get the audio of the 911 call 
which yes. is something that you would expect any journalist just to get, regardless of what the story is. If there's a 911 call made, you, you want audio of that call. Uh, and in the audio, it's very clear that the operator and she, Amy, cannot hear one another. That there's that the operator keeps breaking up, she keeps breaking up, which ex- which accounts for the repetition, right? Um, and 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 she and accounts for the continued shortening. And in the final iteration of "I'm being threatened," she doesn't even say "African American man." She just says, "There's a man." Exactly. Uh, and we also get accounts that that. Um, come from others who tried to contact media outlets and said, hey, I actually had a confrontation with Christian Cooper a lot like this. And he was also holding his helmet in a threatening way, which mm-hmm. is, an, is a component of Amy Cooper's story. But she at the time had no idea. Um, and I think during the, during the interview as well, she had no idea that this was a common thread, that he's holding his helmet in a way that many perceive to be threatening. Right. So what did I miss anything? <laughs> No, no, you, you, you did. And, and, um, no, you didn't, I'm sorry. You didn't miss anything. Uh, one of the things that, that they actually didn't bring up in the recap podcast. Uh, but I was thinking as I was going through this process is on, on the flip side, what we, what we've constantly had is prior to, prior to this situation, we've always had those, those, those terms, the Karens, they came up because of people calling the cops on black people for no reason at all. Like I remember there was one out there in California where they were having a barbecue and she's calling the cops because they're having a barbecue. And it's it's like, why are you doing that? Um, Another one, it was a lady, she's at her pool and she's calling them. She's calling the police officers because you're not showing your badge to say that you have access to this pool, you know? And so it's, they're, they're calling the cops for trivial things that shouldn't be laws, mind you. Mm. Um, but uh, and so and they're, they're creating more conflict. And so then when you come to this situation, you you have people within the black community who are saying, there you go again. You know. All these white people are calling the cops on us for no reason, you know, and 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 when you have this situation with no context, you just think. It's another situation. You're calling the cops on me because I'm recording you and you think I'm threatening you. And we have no and we have no actual evidence of that. And and I can say for me, because I was actually talking this over with uh, with my wife because we were listening together and and I have a dog. If I'm somewhere and my dog is off leash, my dog is 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 very well behaved when he's around me. And um if he's off leash and somebody's like, hey, you're in the wrong place. You need to leash your dog. Yada, 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 yada. And we just and we kind of go back and forth. And then he pulls out a treat to hand to my dog as I'm trying to recall him. We're going to have some issues there because I don't know what you're handing my dog. Right. I don't know. You don't have a dog. So like you said, it is very weird for you to have treats when you don't have a dog. And after you have said said and i quote if you want to do what you want to do then i'm going to do what i want to do and you're not going to like it like after you say that and then you call my dog over there to get his attention to give him a treat i definitely feel like you're you're trying to do something to my dog and um like another person did in their conflict i probably would have laid hands on you 
I, 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 I would have because th- that is that is something that I put time and money into. I I spend time with my dog. I love my dog. He, you know, we're to the point where like, I mean, he's part of my family because he is, you know, I mean, he he does a lot of things. And I imagine and that's what and I am. And that's not what I imagine. That's how Amy felt about her dog, Henry. It was she she had had this dog. She rescued the dog. She had had the dog for a while. She's always taking him out on walks. She felt bad for having him in a small apartment. So this lady literally wakes up and walks her dog for an hour before she goes to work and then walks her dog two to three times when she gets home from work. That is an investment that you make into an animal. And if somebody comes to you and says, makes a threatening statement, which you deem is threatening, which and I can imagine if I was in that situation and somebody's yelling at me and they make that statement, I would say that was threatening to me too. That may not be threatening for everybody, but you, if you make a statement towards my dog, if you made a statement towards my wife, you made a statement towards, you know, if I have kids, my niece, my nephew, all those are threatening statements. I'm going to like, I'm going to step up and say, nah, man, we're, we're like, like the talking is done. And so I could see her reaction of like, okay, but, but of course I'm a grown man, you know, I'm six foot, you know, 215 pounds. If she's a smaller woman, of course, she's going to feel threatened by that. And of course she's going to be like, well, I'm going to call the cops. Now, my issue with this whole situation um, with her is how she said everything in the very beginning is Mm -hmm. I'm going to call the cops and tell them that you're an African-American man who's threatening me. And that to me is like, I mean, and I, she's in the heat, she's in the heat of the moment and context and all, I still have an issue with that statement Yeah, because you know, the ramifications, especially in the climate that they were in. I mean, and I get George Floyd having the same day, but things were happening way before that, that to where this whole idea of, of blacks against the cops um, to, to perpetuate that, that type of information, that, that, that type of propaganda or whatever you want to call it um, has always been there. You lived in New York city for 10 years, you know, good and well that, um, that the black population and police officers do not really have a good and friendly relationship. So from that, you gotta, you, you gotta pick a, uh, you gotta have some better words than that. You have to have some better words than that. So on that, I, I definitely do falter, but, but both of them are, both of them have been Karens. They are yeah. both very much frustrating to frustrating for me as a, as somebody who, who wants to get rid of stupid laws. Like, the fact that you would call the cops over something that's trivial just really shows sh- shows a lot of things. And, and it, it's, it's frustrating, but I don't fault her for for stepping to him or anything like that because he's trying to give her her dog a treat like that. That to me is 100 percent just weird. Well, never do that. And you brought up another element, too, which is the cops. So he actually as you as you listen to this podcast, you hear multiple times that he has suggested, like, he is calling for increased police presence in this park because of people having their dogs off leash. And in the encounter that is described with another uh, with another gentleman who gets into an altercation with Christian Cooper, this guy who got into the altercation, he says that when he sort of pushed him back, uh, Christian said, Christian screamed for someone to call the police. 
So this, I please, you know, call, call the police, call the police. Both people are, are calling for people to call the police. Yes. Um, I, I also continue to have some skepticism about the, the motivations behind saying, I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Um, what, what Amy Cooper's account of that is like her, her rationale was, uh, and again, this Camille asks her and she said, I that basically she was repeating to him. She was, she, she was repeating to him what she was going to say to the, to the operator. And she said, if it had been a white man, I would have said, I, you know, I'm going to tell him there's a white man threatening my life. If it had been a woman, I would have said, I'm going to tell him there's a white woman threatening my life. And initially in the, in the moment when I heard that, you know, it's really easy to think, yeah, right. But well, not, but when I, when I think that, when I catch myself thinking that I just, I try to imagine, can I, can I see someone with just genuine intentions, right? Mm. Saying that, especially in the heat of the moment, um, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Good, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give identifying characteristics, and and so they're gonna be able to find you. Um, so that's another read on it. I'm not saying it's the read that I buy into 100. percent uh, Right. But it was it was one of those moments where I thought, okay, what is the charitable read, and what you know, what's the charitable read for him? Which I I basically been uh, been adopting for the past year or more than a year, which is that no, this is a guy who was <laughs> serious about birding, and that's not everyone's thing. But good for him; everyone's got a right. thing. And he is, he's developed this really clever way to get people to do what they're supposed to do in the parks. Mm -hmm. So what I've tried to do is just always have that more charitable read toward, toward either account and right. thinking, you know, about, about her and the way that she phrased it, especially knowing that when you were in that kind of trauma response, if she indeed was, you're not thinking through now let me see how can I phrase this so that there won't be exactly. a viral video of me doing the wrong exactly. thing on Twitter. Um, now again, that doesn't answer the question of okay, but what what were her true motivations? And we don't know. No. I can right. un, I can conceive of a situation in which she would not have been racially motivated in making that right. initial statement. And th this may sound weird. But I think for me, when when I was listening to it, and even when, when when I first heard it heard it in the beginning, my thought was never really was racially motivated mm -hmm. because she used the term African American, mm -hmm. and she didn't use the term black. And for me, when I hear somebody say something like that, I think. She's African-American. She's trying to be respectful. She's trying to address, you know, the culture as they deem to be addressed and so forth. And if she would have said there's a black man who's threatening me, that would have that for me sits sits very differently. Like, yeah. OK, there's some racial motivations behind there. But when you're using the term African-American like that to me, it says like, OK, this is kind of thought out in the way that I'm trying to be respectful when I'm giving a description because you don't 
want to use the term black man. And so that's what I was thinking then. And even now, and it's, I know, sorry, I, I just hit my mic. I know that may sound weird, but for me, it's, it's, it's really just like, okay, she used the term that is politically correct. And it is, it's, it's a term that, I mean, I don't care, but it's a term that most people like, no, don't call me black. I'm African-American. My heritage is from Africa, yada, yada, yada. And when I think about that, I'm like, not nah, like it literally lessens the the whole, the whole, my thought process of it was racially motivated. And when she continues to use that same term and she never resorts to black and it, it's African-American. And when she's on the phone with the, with the dispatcher, it's shortened. And then the last time she says something, she doesn't even use his race slash ethnicity mm-hmm. like that to me. It's and call it confirmation bias. But that for me just shows like, OK, there there's no racial motivation here. This is literally somebody who previously had been through a traumatic experience and is walking in a heavily wooded area off of a trail. That is not, I mean, it's, it's, it's in, it's not the middle of the day, it's in the morning, but that, that is fairly secluded. She doesn't know where she is and she's freaking out because there is an intimidating black man who was yelling at her for no reason. And so she freaks out and everything after that, when you're, when you're, when you're in a situation, situation like that, you don't think rationally. And so you just kind of like, just go, just go, just go, just go, just go. And the and I still go back. The fact that she used the term African-American just shows like, I really don't think it was that racially motivated, at least not to the extent that that even even the host of the podcast was still trying to make it out to be. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. And that was something that when I was repri- only when I was reprising the conversation to you just now, did that hit me as well? I think. White white people grow up thinking that African American is the politically correct term. I've heard people say different things now that no, I'm just American, and and now right. now you now that it's black and you have to capitalize black. Which by the way, I I can't tell people whether or not to capitalize their own skin color, but I am really really grossed out by people capitalizing white to the point that like I can't read an article if you're capitalizing white. Yeah. I just it, it's it I, it's like you're asking me to define myself by my skin tone. I had this entire right. debate with this guy. It, it's it's not important about that, but um, at, at any rate, um, yeah, I, I think you're correct that she's she's coming from a culture, especially she's she's Canadian. I don't know if that changes things either, um, but it's she, she's coming, I think from a background where you're taught as, as a white person that the correct way to refer to people who are not white or who have dark skin is African American. Um, and it, it seems that there is that, that ingrainedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've never heard someone express an overtly racial or racist sentiment using the phrase African American. Me neither. <laughs> So me neither. And I've had some some overtly racist things said to me. I'm sure. I'm sure. African American has never been one of them. Yeah, but so it, it it's it's interesting. It it again, it just brings me back to I said it was a humbling experience at the beginning mm. because 
you know, uh, like with the Covington thing, that's a perfect example where when I saw yes. it, I was like, something's weird here. Um, right. I think that people are reacting in a way that is not commensurate uh, to the situation. With this video, I didn't think about any of that at all. Um, mm. And I think p partly because there are some things that, I don't know if you have this sensation, that sometimes you're just not, I, there are some things that it feels like you're not even allowed to think in mm. your own head. So even to think something like, well, maybe maybe there's more to this story. Maybe there was something that happened before the camera started rolling, which didn't enter my head. But if it had entered my head, I probably would have stopped that thought. Just thought, I'm mm -hmm. not, even if it's true, I'm not going to think it because I'm not allowed to think that. And again, right. it's that's something I'm not proud of. But I think we have that implicitly, and it's important to call it out when we notice it in ourselves. Definitely. And, and, even the 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 Covington Catholic, like today, the guy won a, a multi million dollar lawsuit against CNN, and people still think he did something wrong. You know, I mean, and I mean, he was probably, I mean, he's a punk kid who's just smiling and just trying to show somebody up, and this this old man's beating a drum in his face. He's like, "Okay, dude, like get on my face, like." And what? Swags is what I expect any 16 year old, 17 year old kid to do when some random guy gets in their face and he's like, dude, I can literally like we can beat you up right here now, but we're not going to, you know, like like it is what it is. So I, I just it's even in that I, I, I think for me, I, I do. I do sometimes get to the point where like eh, I don't have to think about it. It's just there. And because the, there. I, I am not perfect in any, there are situations where I'm like, okay, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of black and white, you know, it is what it is. And I think for this one, because of how ridiculous the vid and ridiculous, I felt she was acting over a guy who, over, over a guy who's recording her and walking toward her and mm -hmm. she's walking towards him mm -hmm. and all of that. That's where I'm like, okay, now something's not right as far as 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 far as this goes you're crazy lady you know and and dude you're crazy too for recording her for not having her dog leashed like i mean i'm always gonna go back to that because i feel like that is people just gloss over that like it's nothing you get mad when a white lady calls the cops on black people for barbecuing in <laughs> in the park but but then again, you don't get mad at the black man who is literally getting ready to call who wants to call the cops on a lady because her dog isn't on the leash. Not that her dog is being aggressive, not that her dog is attacking somebody. None of that. Her dog is literally running around in an open field in Central Park when you're already supposed to be socially distancing. Like mm -hmm. I just and maybe I, I guess the dog is disturbing the birds. And I get that. I get that. Like that happens. My dog disturbs birds all the time. I get it. But for you to pull, whip out your phone and record the lady, like, I mean, that that's that's a Karen if I've ever seen one too. Like, like both of you guys are Karens. And and even in the end, I mean, just just she was she's just like, I mean, just the on, on the podcast, again, I encourage you guys to go listen to it. But in the interview with Camille, she she reads literally reads verbatim what somebody emailed her. Yeah. Talking about 
how she is taking breath from other people and she doesn't deserve that that yeah. breath and that she needs to die and and all this stuff and I'm just like that's crazy you guys get all this from a 40 second video not 40 minutes not even a full minute like this like this could go up on I know I know TikTok is three minutes now, but this could be up on TikTok and and have the full video, and you guys would say, oh well, now I've got the full context. Like here we go. Like, I mean, mob mob rule is, is nuts. It is crazy. She gets she gets fired from her job within twenty four hours. Now I don't know who she worked for or whatever, but man, that seems like a a a. a a lawsuit waiting to happen. I think she like, might be. I, I I heard something that she might have been suing them, but that might have okay. been a while, that might have been another story. So, and if she is, good for her because I'm pretty sure that's probably some breach of contract somewhere in there because of a viral video. Like, and they go, "Well, you're not representing the name of our brand well." Then, and, and I get that, but within 24 hours to not even hear anything that that's an issue. This lady literally tells her family and friends to say that I don't exist. Yeah. She tells her parents to say, you don't have, I'm not your, I'm not your daughter. Say, say that you don't know me. Say I don't exist. To protect them from whatever fire they may come under for being related to her. And all this because she lost the dog. Not because she was abusing the dog. Not because she was doing anything bad with the dog outside of having the dog off the leash in a on leash area of central park outside of that like they took her dog from her and she did get for, it back but yeah yeah yes she got her After dog after the charges were mob rule. yeah yes mob rule like if this if this doesn't say anything the mere fact that christian cooper did not want to press charges says something to me it really does if if it was truly a false police report, which everybody's saying it is, and they they brought charges against her this for this false police report for all of these situations, which is which is a misdemeanor and a felony, I believe. Or I, I, I don't know what it, what the, what the laws are in New York City and in New York or whatnot, but she could face jail time like she was facing jail time because of these charges and they. I'm not gonna say they they just they mysteriously disappeared. They were dropped, and it was like she was. They, they said, "No, nah, you're right. Like here we go." And her life is still ruined because of the angry mob that doesn't get context to any situation. And and go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say you know uh, a lot of times, and I haven't seen this with this particular story, but what I've heard in the past when when situations like this have come up is people say, "Well, I mean, well." Black people have had to endure this for centuries. These kinds of these kinds of things, and so now you know your white people are seeing how this feels. And let's, yeah, okay, it's horrible. I think the vast, vast majority of people know it's horrible just because one group endures some horrible, evil thing that we can all 99.99% of us think is horrible and evil, that doesn't mean that you get to do it again to prove how horrible and evil it was. Exactly. It's bad. Let's not do it at all. 
And Barry Weiss, the host, I know I keep referring to her as the host or whatnot. She she brought up a, a point that I was like, this just speaks to the truth of how people really react. And 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 what I'm thinking is how shallow people are. If the roles were reversed and uh Christian Cooper is the is 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 the dog owner, dog off the leash, and so forth. And then Amy comes up and says, yells at him, hey, you need to put your dog on a leash. Uh, if you, you know, I'm going to do something that you may not like and tries to give a treat to the dog. She would still be the villain in this story. She would 100% still be the villain in this story. And and then because we would say, well, he's it's really just a dog off a leash. What do you what's the big deal? What's the big deal? You're just mad because it's a black man in Central Park walking his dog and it's COVID. And so, like, you would the the media would eat that up, too, mm-hmm. and she would still be the villain. Yeah. And it just shows it, it, it shows how. I say how lazy people are in trying to understand situations, because if you boil everything down to race, you were lazy. And I will 100 percent say that there are you. I won't say you can't. There are very few situations, and I mean few, I've yet to run across across some in which you can boil it down to race, and I'd be like, a, okay, yeah, you're right. That That's exactly what it is, without any of the context, outside of like the whole slavery and internment camps and things that governments have done. I'm talking about people to people, you know, that, that, that are, I don't want to say like, like outside of like true racism as in we're lynching you because you're black type stuff. I'm not talking about things like that because that again, yes, you boil it down to race. That's what it is. But situations like the whole, I mean, police encounters, for example, it always gets boiled down to race. Always. None of it has context. And I'll be the first person to say my, my dad, my dad is a retired police officer and he's a current sheriff deputy. We had a discussion about a week and a half ago about laws, and he and I were going back and forth about things. I love my dad to death, but I will be the first person to tell you we have too many laws on book on the books, and we need to do we need to deal with these things. And of course, my dad's not receptive to that, which is fine. But I'll be the first person to tell you that that that's the case. But man, when you boil every single police encounter with black man to a black man and an officer, like. Can can you have some sort of depth to a conversation? Please tell me something more than just, oh, he was a black man. It was a an unarmed black man. Like I can't be intimidated unarmed. Like I can't try to attack somebody unarmed. Like, I mean, those are the whole Ferguson's Ferguson situation. They even mentioned that in the podcast, but the whole Ferguson situation, that guy was unarmed when he was attacking that police officer. He was, he was, he was unarmed. And then that's where the whole hands up, don't shoot came from. And nobody like that was a false narrative that came out of that. And so every time you boil things down to race, it's a, it, for me, it's you lose me. I'm done. I, there's no point in talking about it anymore because you've lost. It's, it's almost like when you say, oh, you're a Nazi. If you, if you, if you go that far, to, to call somebody a name, you've already lost the argument. You're not willing to to sit down and talk about anything because, oh, well, that's just racist. Move on. Whatever. If you if you disagree with me, you're racist. Like, whatever, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was recently a story about um, a couple of police officers who came there, there were two, there was a, a black realtor and a black client who were seeing a house. Uh, and evidently someone called the police saying that two people had broken into this house because there wasn't like an open house sign up or something. And the police came. I'm not even sure if the police knew the races of these people. They received a call for a home invasion. So mm-hmm. the police come and they they approach as though it's a home invasion. They say, you know, come out. And they the, peop- the, the two guys, they come out. They're not doing anything wrong. The police don't know this. They've got their hands up and they they cuff them and they say, we're going to we're going to confirm that you are a realtor because that's that's the excuse that he gives. And it's correct. In that case, again, I don't know what the 911 call was like. You might be able to make the case that the neighbor was racially motivated because they see yes. two black guys walking into a house and, oh, they must be breaking in. The cops, I don't think you can make the case that they are because they're responding to a home invasion call. Exactly. Exactly. And I 100% agree with that. Like, Granted, again, here we go, calling the cops for, for stuff that you don't know anything about. You know, putting your business into something. And, and and if somebody's breaking into my house, I would hope that somebody would at least let me know. Like, hey, somebody's breaking into your home. You know, you 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 may want to do something about it. I know how I know how you feel about police officers. I'm not calling the cops for you, but you can do it. And and I mean th- that's all fun and games. But but I I do I would hope that somebody would. But context clues. I mean, if if you're like, I mean. What makes you think they're breaking in? Yeah. Are you watching it from start to finish? Did you see it? Did they break a window? Like, I mean, as a real job, I feel like you have a key and you see them at the, like, you see two black men at a front door messing with a lock. And so you automatically think that, yeah, that that's probably a, and you may, you might be racist. You know, the whole Jeff Fox, whether you might be a redneck, that one, you might be racist if you think that black men walking in, walking through a front door is is an automatic um is is an automatic burglary like come on now people uh, and so it's it's one of those situations of hey like we know that we know the narrative that's out there we know how people think and how they process things and so i just beg people just talk just have a discussion some civil discord goes a long way every once in a while it does i'm telling you guys like it's it's one of those things of like, anytime, anytime the news drops, you don't have to be the first people to respond to it. You, if you're the reason why something's going viral, you are part of the problem. Yes, you are. And I'm talking to you and you and you and everybody else. If you're the reason why something's going viral, as opposed to, as opposed to actually having context with everything and discussing it with people, you're the reason why. You, you you are the issue. You are the issue. You are. And I've got, and all I can say to you is, please just stop. Just stop. Think before you hit that share button, before you put it out there on the Twitterverse and on Facebook and Instagram, stop, pause, think, could there possibly be something that I'm missing in this context? Yeah. Could there be? Context clues. I mean, it's broad daylight. Context clues. 
And sometimes I also will ask myself, how embarrassed will I be if I end up getting this wrong? And this happens a lot in terms of COVID stats too, because I fired off a couple tweets about that that kind of that mocked sneezing is now a symptom of the Delta variant. So you should, you know, you should get checked if you're sneezing. I'm not making this up. This is a serious article. Well, I don't know if it's a serious article, but anyway, you know, even before that, I, I, there's still a little lingering uh, sense in my mind that, hey, you know what, maybe this is not how it's playing out. According to the data, uh, Delta is by all accounts more contagious and less deadly. Um, but, you know, maybe there's some horrible thing that happens to people who have Delta. And then I look like the asshole who was making fun of the, ar- the article that said, if you're sneezing, get help now. Um, it was, that was a trip, but yeah, so, you know, that's another question. How much of an asshole I look like if this turns out to be <laughs> crap, this turns out, or if it turns out to be legit. Right. I mean, and even what was the, they, they talked about the, um, the gentleman who was falsely accused of killing uh, a seven-year-old by firing into, into her mother's car because the oh, description yeah. she gave the police was a white man in a red hat. And this was in January of 2019. So, of course, you think white man, red hat, must be a white man with a MAGA hat on because that's prime MAGA. And then, and so they they figure, they finally, they do a police a, a, a sketch and they figure out who this guy is and they put this guy through the ringer. And you want to know something? It wasn't even him. They actually arrest the two black men that did it. And they and but the mob didn't stop. They still continue to threaten him. They still sent him sent him death threats. They did all of these things. And unfortunately, the man took his life. He did. Now, I mean, tragedy. Now, I'm not saying that he took his life because of that. But I will say that had a part. I will like. I'm a firm believer that had a part. He may have been battling with depression and things um, prior to that situation. So I can't uh, like, again, context, I can't speak to the whole thing. But what I can say is there may be some type of correlation there, possibly. And it's sad because everything is everything just becomes about race. And it's it's frustrating to me, especially me as an ANCAP. Like, that's so frustrating because you people people are so much more than just a race or ethnicity or anything else like we are so unique and it's so fascinating that it's so fascinating that that me as an ancap as a christian ancap can go and be friends and coexist with somebody who's an atheist you know like that's fascinating to me because we're too we're we are too on on a religious standpoint we're too opposed people but we get along i see i see past his religion of the of whatever it is and he sees he sees sees past that because we know that understand that 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 we're individuals and we can do things on our own as opposed to as a black man you must be like all other black men as a white person you must be like all of all of the white white people and so forth and one thing, one thing I did want to bring up because they, 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 they talked about it a little bit, the whole white privilege thing. And I, every time I hear this, people don't talk about. Now I do believe white privilege is a thing. I don't think yeah. it's it's as vast as everybody says it is. 
But I do believe white privilege is a thing. I'm I a also white person, black. and I also believe that white privilege is a thing. <laughs> I also believe black privilege is a thing, 100%. Because as in the example, if the roles were reversed, we would still think the black man is a victim and the white lady is, is the villain. Regardless of context, as a black person, if anything bad happens to me, I am automatically a victim. Regardless of what facts may come out, I will always be the victim. Always, always, always. always. Is that and always? A, sorry, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead, um, go ahead. I'm white slaying. No, but is is that is that always a privilege though? Because again, I'm only I'm I'm going to asturbate here as a woman. I. I actually hate the fact that if I'm in an encounter with a man, I'm I'm always like the the victim or I get the benefit of the doubt. I would say now again, we're not we're not all a monolith. Right. So I would hate that. Right. I would hate that aspect, but I would venture to say most people enjoy that. Um, which is the topic for a different discussion, which is why I think the black community is where it is today, because of that. And I hate using using Republican talking points. And Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk talking points, but because of that victim mentality of everything, it, like I'm always a victim type thing. I mean, it's I mean, there's black privilege and affirmative action. There's there's the Rooney rule in the NFL where I get hired only be, because I'm black or I get interviewed because I'm black, not because I'm great, because I'm black. I get accepted into Harvard, even though I have lower scores than everybody else, because I'm black like that is a privilege only afforded to me merely because of my race you know and if if we're going to talk about systematic racism we can talk about that too i mean and i i'm not saying systematic racism does not exist there 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 are certain situations in which like i mean come on now people like it does it does and it's it's crazy because people talk about people talk about abortion all the time and how abortion is to abolish black people but yet they say systematic racism doesn't exist, but mm-hmm. abortion is government funded. Yeah. So that, that makes no sense to me, but that's, that's again, another, another, another discussion for another day, but, but it's, it, it just shows that I can be in a situation and, and be looked and be looked at as like a hero, somebody who did something great, even though I was the instigator, even though I'm the one who, who's yelling at somebody across the field, and coming across as intimidating. Again, I've got a deep black voice and I'm not a small man. So in, in those situations, if I'm still being looked at as the victim, then, oh, that, that that's that's a benefit to me. And and I think people milk that for all it's worth. I really do. And it's for it, it's frustrating to me. But I, I want like that's we don't America. Americans, white privilege, we don't talk about black privilege enough. And it's, it's, I don't think we ever will. I don't think it's a a situation we'll ever address because I think people are too scared to talk about it. But I think this story is a prime example of that. Well, and there's definitely female privilege too. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, sure. I'm, I'm not allowed. I don't allow myself to think about, you know, about privileges that are, are, that are granted to groups that I'm not a part of. That's one of my, you're not allowed to think that thoughts. But there's certainly female privilege. Um, nothing made me more ashamed to be a woman, which I'm not ashamed to be a woman, but I was never more ashamed to be a woman when Hillary Clinton refused to take, uh, to, refused to accept responsibility for her losing the election and blamed it entirely mm. on sexism. I was like, mm. you were giving 
all of us the worst, worst name. Yeah. It, yeah, my, my only recommendation there is that people who don't like being a victim, because I hate it because it just reduces you to yeah. being just that one thing. Right. Um, you say say something i i was um when i was in chicago um we used we had the um institute of politics forum that was uh moderated by by axelrod who's a great guy and he's he's really is wonderful and he's very kind and i like him a lot so this is not me casting aspersions on him uh but routinely i would go to or i would go to these forums and I would have a question for the speaker at the end, and I would usually be one of the only women, if not the only woman in line. And what he did a couple times uh, was he, he, he specifically pointed to me like in the back of the line. And so we've had a bunch of men asking questions, come here, I want, I want, to, I want to get the woman up here. But I was, I was behind all these other men who had been waiting their turn. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said, "No, I I got here after these gentlemen did. I I can I can wait. I'd prefer to wait. I, I mean, and I don't know if that made an impact or not. But it's those it's it's those things that people can do. And I, I it's I I I I won't say I applaud you for doing that because you're not seeking applause for doing that. But but th- that is something that that I strive to do as well. I mean, it's. People try not to do that. People who know me know good and well that don't don't mention don't mention what I look like. Do not mention my race um, because that I can't change that. Like I cannot change the color of my. I mean, you can change the color of your skin, Michael Jackson, but and Sammy Sosa, but um, that like like I can't help what I look like because that's just how I am. I mean, it's unless I go through plastic surgery and so forth. And that that's too much work. But so if, if that's the case, then, then don't give me any special treatment because of that. Um, and I, I rarely get it because most of the time, again, like I said, they know not to mention it. They don't, Hey, don't say anything. Hey, there's a black man back there. We got to make sure he, his voice is heard. Hey, Maurice, what do you think on this? You're the black guy. Like, sometimes we'll get it in a joking manner, of course, because most of the groups that I hang out with are libertarians and, and it's no secret most libertarians are white and most libertarians are white men. Um, so I hang out with a bunch of white guys and they're like, well, we need a black man's perspective. Maurice, what do you think? And of course, and all of that is, is joking manners or whatnot. But but and if if they're being serious, I'm like, come on now. Nope. Sorry. Y'all can kick rocks. I'll move on. I won't even if they ask my opinion on something and they're like, hey, Maurice, as a black man. I will. I will never even answer the question. I won't even answer the question. I'll say, mm, you go find another another black man to answer your question because I'm not going to do that because I don't speak for everybody else. I am me. You can say, hey, Maurice, what are your thoughts on this? But don't say, Maurice, as a black man, what are your thoughts? No, sorry, I'm deeper than that. You could say, Maurice, as an ANCAP, what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. I got you, one hundred percent. You know, but I'm, it's it's. I'm not going to be to be looked at just because of the the color of my skin. Like that's not not something that I pride myself in. Um, I I know the 
Now, I don't want people people sit here and say, oh, well, Maurice, you're not pro-black. Like, you don't like black people. Like, blah, blah. like, no, it's not. I think we're deeper than that. And I think as a as a community, the the black community can be better and they should be better. There's a whole lot of things that we can do to make our community better, which is the biggest reason why I'm an ANCAP. Like, honestly, it's one of the biggest reasons why I'm an ANCAP. Um, but but moving beyond that, it's it's the the idea of I want to do what's best for everybody. Yeah. For every single individual, whether you are whatever race, whatever ethnicity, whatever nation you are from, whatever whatever the case may be. The Olympics just wrapped up, go USA. Whatever whatever country you're you're from, that's fine. I want what's best for everybody. So stop making me out just to be a black man and nothing more because I'm far greater than that. And I will always be greater than that. Amanda, Amanda is phenomenal. If you guys don't know, she's the smartest person on this podcast and she makes me feel so, she makes me feel great. She does. No. Um, but she is, she, she's super intelligent, highly well-read, highly well-read. Oh my goodness. She's well-read in so many things. And for me to say, oh, well, you know, you're well-read for a woman. Like, oh gosh, like, that's a slap in the face. Makes no sense. No, just say you are very intelligent. That's it. Thank you and have a nice day. Like that's all we want. So, well, that's all I want. That's all I want. Well, and see, the victim mentality would say, but you're only saying that I'm intelligent because I'm. You wouldn't say that a man is intelligent. You're like, the fuck, of course I would. If you were intelligent, which by the way, exactly. I I know a lot about a very small subset of things, and I just continue to talk about those things. That's my trick. So it's it's really just a niche concentration. Um, it's a big niche. You you said that <laughs> you said that uh, most libertarians are men. Most libertarians are white. So does that make us the? I think we might be like the most diverse two person libertarian podcast. Is that? I I would <laughs> venture to say yes. Yes, it is. That, that's For our new sure. brand: the most diverse two person libertarian podcast. Done, done, done. Well, we are right at a little over an hour or so. Um, Amanda, is there anything else we want to touch on before uh, we wrap this up? No, I, I just fantastic conversation with you as always. And uh, yes, thank you. I'm so glad the audio seems to have held up thus far. <laughs> so, hoping that it does. Yeah. Here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. Um, well, again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Civil Discord. Um, we are actually going to be on another podcast an interview um, coming up uh, here pretty soon. So hopefully in the next week or two, um, we're going to be out there. So we're we're trying to make some moves, um, you know, become a little bit bigger, trying to grow. We're trying to be, and I'm sorry for the lack of consistency as far as getting out episodes. When you have technology and you have audio issues and then you go on vacations and you have a whole bunch of stuff and you're making job transitions, July was a rough month. It was a rough month, we'll say. But again, going to be consistent. Um, we're going to, hopefully the audio issues are done and we're going to keep these coming out, coming out because the news doesn't stop. So we're not going to stop And And the, the, the discord should never stop. No, never stop. Two months are never, necessary. Never. Exactly. So, um, uh, thank you guys for listening. If you made it all this, if you, if you made it this way, I, I heard this before, if you made it, if you made it this far, you probably rock with us a little bit. So um, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast, preferably on Apple Music. Um, I'm sorry, on Apple Podcasts. 
you can tell iPhones um, on Apple Podcasts because that is where most of the uh, podcast information comes from. That's where I want to say it's close to 85 percent of the information that people gather is from podcast is from Apple Podcasts. So please leave us a rating review. Follow us on Spotify, everywhere else that that um, that you get your 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 podcatchers. Um, leave us that rating review. If you have any issues, any questions, please feel free to hit up the inbox at Civil Discord Podcast on Instagram. And again, we'll be back again next week. Do all of that. We love you guys. Peace out. Ciao.